Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is your host, Pritam Atma, and I'm my guest today. We spoke about how her thoughts are coming up and her thoughts are based on fear. And so we spoke a little bit about my next book, The Original Wound, and how to apply the process of awakening and the alchemical transformation to what's happening on the planet right now. So your biggest wounds your biggest fears are going to come up and how do we get into the frequency of not being controlled by them? So we talk a little bit about the process of looking at your thoughts, getting into your body, recognizing how the thoughts play out to create the world around you and how most of our thoughts are not our own. And so we speak a little bit about sovereignty, how to create it, different methods to use and different books you can read because what's happening on the planet is incredibly stressful and it's hard to delineate between what you're feeling and what you're being told to feel and what your, you know, what fear is real and what fear is not. And the only way to have that is to create an inner peace and understand that, that only you can control your environment and only you can control control your response to the environment around you. And so everything else is just a projection of that. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you have any questions, reach out to me at www.mysticalmotherhood.com. Both my books, Mystical Motherhood and Fertile are available on Amazon written under Pritam Atma and my newest book, The original wound comes out by the end of this year, and it is so exciting because it's probably one of the most transformational processes or books um, that I've created so far. So I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you're all doing well. If you like this, please subscribe. Thanks. Tell me what's going on. Um... So I think for me, just a lot of like fear and all of that comes up just with everything going on, you know, in the world right now. And I think, you know, just a lot of it comes from, you know, things that were imprinted in me as a child from my mom, from my grandma. Um, So I'm just kind of working on that and really just trying to let all that go. So when I read your, your energy, like at least right in the moment, it's like that part of you that never screamed (laughs) part of you, (laughs) the part of you that's like, just wants to go, "Ah," like just scream. And they'd be like, you stop, you stop, you stop, you stop the little girl in you that never spoke up. Yeah. Um, is feeling really suffocated and, and this is what they're showing me is this is how illnesses start. And so it's like, like, I remember somebody saying, if you stay in your marriage, you're going to get sick. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh no, I'm super healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I mean, have it, this is just an idea. So my aunt was married to this man for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. He's a good man from the outside, but in her marriage, I'm not saying this is about your marriage. We're just yeah. about life, marriage and life, whatever, right? But in her marriage, like it really behind the scenes, like he really wasn't that nice to her. He, he, she was always catering to him. She felt suffocated, really didn't go through her grief. So she died of lung cancer and she found out she had it. She kind of knew she was about to get it. And I think she died before he got Alzheimer's, like planning it. Um, and 
I remember thinking we all knew he, she died of lung cancer. Right. And so when we don't speak up the way that we really, really, really need to, like what kind of, um, when you, so lay down and tell me when you are feeling that feeling of needing to scream and not doing it, where do you feel it in your body? My chest. Where again? My chest, sorry, chest area, heart area up here. And then is it like the emotion gets stuck, right? You, it like transfers up and then doesn't go anywhere, correct? Mm-hmm. And then what There's do you do? a lot of energy right here. All the time? Yeah. Well, that's also what I've also talked about like a hundred times is the heart of humanity is opening. Yeah. And... And it's going to come up with everyone in different ways. So a lot of people are going to have heart problems. A lot of people are going to have lung problems. That's why the thing about I cannot breathe, that's why this thing is about the virus. Like there's always a negative and a positive to everything. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to feel it in different ways. And people will have to go through specific heartbreaks or specific emotions or bodily feelings in order to feel that area, right? Because you never, we've never been taught, nor have we ever concentrated on functioning from the level of the heart. We're normally, we've no one who has taught us that. No one, it's unheard of. No one in our family said that that's how you function. Like no one pretty much that I've ever met is functioning from above their power chakra. Does this, do you know anything about the chakras? Or yeah, I'm starting to learn about them actually. So I don't, I, I think Yogi Bhajan taught that they're gears. Mm-hmm. So I, it's hard to like for me to compartmentalize them. I just know as I worked through my things, I found that particular parts were they were re- represented in colors and within like family dynamics within certain areas. So if you're working through your father issues, it's the base chakra, it's safety, mm-hmm. it's security. And this is why I built mystical motherhood on these kind of the on Maslow's hierarchy because Maslow's hierarchy is very much the foundation of like your body. It's the same. Right. It's just, it's like a theory that's the same thing. So your father will live in the base chakra. So if you didn't like have that kind of safety or security, you won't have like a solid base chakra. Then your next chakra is the, the second chakra, which is your sexuality. It's your creativity. It's your, so either if you're not making a baby as a woman, you're going to be making a book or you're going to be making a house or you have to be doing something creative with that area or you're, or a lot of times, like, I feel like fibroids or these different sort of things will be, growth will happen or destructive things will happen. And it's also the form of the mother. So the mother wound typically lives within the second chakra, but I've experienced it in other people. And so then the power center is how do you direct power? How do you, and so you're learning that, right? You're learning that with work. You're learning that with running your own household. You're, you're learning that with, um, speaking up at work, making boundaries of where I begin, where you begin, who's in, who's in power mode. Um, how do you direct your energy, right? Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Then the heart chakra is really an, or the heart area is really a neutral place. And to get to that area, to, to, to link the, the two, the, the power chakra and the heart center, it's a big leap in consciousness. So a lot of people are like, I'm in my heart center. And it's like, well, no, there's a bunch of shit that's in the way that you really don't know what that is. And we're still always learning. And for what I've learned, you have to get in order for us to move into this heart chakra, you have to either release the trauma 
acknowledge it was there, um, let it play out, and then release it. And I think what's happening, and I think I've talked to you about this before, but it's really good to understand it, is if we're going to look at this coronavirus as an energetic virus that's hitting our planet, in that way, the corona is the crown chakra. And so if you control the mind thoughts of of people and you create a fear-based phenomenon, anyone's base fears will come up. So basically, from what I've seen with this, if you release your trauma, you are released from the matrix of control. You You have your own power and you can think for yourself. And until you get to that point, you don't realize how much you're controlled by people in general. So not only are we controlled by our past, which is our mom and dad, then we're controlled by what the government says we can and cannot do. We're controlled by the media we watch. We're controlled by the um, technology, controls everything. If anything you think, say, do, or feel, or, you know, is on my iPhone within a, a minute. If I even begin to think or say a thought, I can see it in my iPhone. So who has my thoughts, right? So if we're going to look at this virus as something that's completely like a high mechanism of control, let's pretend it's not a virus. Let's pretend it's energetics. If we can control the mind of every individual, the most, the way to control it is through fear. And if what, and everyone's individual fear is going to be different. So if you're not afraid of getting sick, whatever your fear is, is going to come up. And so this is what I have called the original wound in my book. It's that it's this trauma mechanism that keeps you stuck in the past and projecting into the future. And so if you're not constantly in the past and caught in that trauma, where are you going to be? You're going to be free. And that's called sovereignty. And so on this planet, there's very few individuals that have any sovereignty because most people don't even know it. So like I didn't under even understand what the word ignorance was until everything was ripped away from me. And then I was like, I didn't even see the patterns and just how deeply they're ingrained within every single generation. So what are you thinking right now? I just went on a tangent, but is this yeah, No, that's okay. Yeah, no. I mean, I've been listening to like a lot of, you know, I think through you, I've really found other people like other podcasts and other things I've been listening to. And so I'm, kind of doing this on a daily basis and I'm recognizing my fears come up and I see it. It's I'm not, you know, and I'm working through it as I go. So it's not that I'm living in this, you know, day to day where I'm not, you know, where I'm blind to it or living, you know, not consciously. I'm aware of these things when they come up for me that I'm feeling. Okay. So tell me the specific fears that are coming up for you. And then I'll try to explain the phases that I believe most people go through. Yeah. And different ways that you can break those things because they're not, it doesn't just magically disappear. The fear right. Is not, like, right. They come up and then I get, and I like something that you said the other day to me totally like got me was when you said we could all just die tomorrow. It doesn't even matter. I'm like you're so right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it really matters. And I think all of that is my, my fear. Like, so that comes up, but then I realize it doesn't matter at the same time, you know, like losing the house or losing my family or, you know, just basic needs I'm afraid of losing sometimes. 
So you're, you're in that safety realm of like, is it safe? Am I safe? So you're still at the base chakra. So in, in the, that's normal. That's yeah. where everyone is. So that's what this is trying to shake up. Do you understand right. it? So if you do, like, if we go back to mystical motherhood, the first book is like, if that base chakra is not, if a mom comes to me and then she's like, I really wanted to have a conscious pregnancy. I right. say, do you have a job? Do you have an apartment? Right, do you right. have a partner? Um, do you have a meditation practice? What do you eat? Um, do you have, you know, like, can you actually take care of your child? Right. And, and a lot of times she'll say no to those things. And I'll say, I don't think you should have a baby. There's nothing conscious about this. Nothing goddess about this. You need to have those things in place to move forward. Right. So in the path of awakening, all those things get shaken up and often taken away. And often the fear goes through. So if we look at this virus as negative, okay, they're going to whatever is happening on a bigger plane that's creating trauma-based fear for the population, which is what is happening. If anyone thinks it's anything other than that, they're not, they don't see. And so what, so just to, just to reiterate is whatever you're like, and it's also like, if you have two people fighting, let's, let's give it, let's give it a, like a, how do we make the world chaotic? How do we create chaos? Um, we, we have a, some bigger power that let's talk about black lives matter. So this, this part, this, these people are going to fight against these people and they're just going to fight the same way they fought for many, many years until their consciousness shifts until the underlying consciousness of the population shifts. I don't believe that the real values of the people are going to shift because they're fighting. And what I've said before which I've gotten from one of my greatest teachers, Abdi, is whatever we're fighting up until September 23rd of 2020, okay? Whatever we're fighting. So, and I'm looking at this from the, like I have a lot of, I'm going to come back to your thing, but it might, it might help you with what you're dealing with because it's coming out of my mouth right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it circles around. So I have a lot of friends. I, I'm living in Brooklyn and Brooklyn's a really movement place. I also have a lot of free spirited friends, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of them are like, do I move? How do I, do I get a new job? Do I, do I go to Berlin? Um, should I move to Mexico? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Oh, I cannot yeah. tell you how much I'm like, no, no, because the fighter flights turned on in a lot of them. And I know that there's always a lot of movement. And I know when chaos occurs, the chaos creates the movement and, cha- and movement and chaos always brings peace. But like, sometimes it's just like sitting in that thing. And that's what the, the calcination creates. That's the fire of the, you have to work through these base fears in order to move into the second chakra, in order to move into the third chakra. They, they do, you cannot, these all need to work out. You can't skip them in the process of awakening. So everything you're going, like we always want to skip to like having dreams with the masters or like, like going into the ethers or whatever, like none of that. There's a lot of people that are up there, but they can't actually create anything on earth. So the people that are like talking to angels, like, do they have any money? Like, do they have money in their bank account? Can they live both on the earth and in the skies? So have they worked through those bottom things of like all these different issues? And so I was lucky enough to have teachers that work both in the sky, like in the galactic federation experience and also in the ground of these really deep seated, icky, gross fears that you're talking about, which I'm going to tell you certain things, how to work through and we're going to go through specifics with you. But what what were you what were you, what was I going to come back to because I went on a tangent? We were talking about Black Lives Matter. 
Oh, okay. So if there's a, if there's a higher frequency, let's say, let's pretend that this virus, which is energetic, mm-hmm. is a higher frequency that most people cannot touch into because they think it's, they think it's just about a virus, right? Let's pretend there's something that's bigger than all this. That's putting this together. Maybe it's dark. Maybe it's light. We don't care. The only way to create chaos and control is to put two groups against each other. That would be Democrats versus Republicans. That would be um, male versus female. That would, that's polarities. That would be black life matters against whoever. Right. And if they're coming at each other from a level of fighting, they're not necessarily going to solve anything from a level of love. No. And anything I've just repeat for the 15th time, anything we're fighting by the end of September 23rd, 2020, we'll be fighting for, for seven years. And so whatever we are, we like, it's even fighting for like expectations around somebody. It's um, fighting that you want something to be different, mm-hmm. fighting that, um, fighting yourself, fighting a relationship, fighting um, like really deep things. Cause the fight comes from the level of the mind. Right. But when you're in the mind is always controlled by the trauma. So right. this is all circling back, which is all, all in my book. Yeah. yeah. So the mind is always going to be projecting thoughts based on the trauma. If there's not love, does this make sense? Like most of our repetitive thoughts, even if they're simple in nature, are typically based from like a childhood belief system or trauma-based thing. So like, if it's even as simple as, I think I need to clean. I think I need to clean. My house is so dirty. My house is so dirty Mm -hmm. all day long, right? Let's just say that's one of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Was your mom like that? I don't remember if she was, but I I am like that. I clean neurotically sometimes when I should just be sitting. That's one of yours. I just read it, right? Yeah, you did. I do it. Okay. Skylar does it too. I'm... I called it out on him already because he cannot sit down. Like he can't come home and just sit down and be with the kids. He's always got to clean, 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 clean. And we think it's because it's his way of controlling his chaotic family life. Right. So these are the things you need to write down. So like, okay, this is such a great example. I knew we'd get into it, but it just comes naturally. Like, so I saw that thought in your field. Mm-hmm. Um, other people probably see it if they're intuitive, right? I, I'm just like, I'm just reading you as we move along. So if that's a, that's a constant thought, it's a very basic thought. It's not like a really vicious, it's not a fight thought. It's not like I don't like somebody. It's just annoying. And it creates a chaos in the home, right? And it create. I mean, not like we all don't do this. We all have things to do. But right. what is happening over the next seven years is there's going to be a, a, there's going to be a level of chaos or there's going to be a level of peace, And after supposedly after the seven years around, this is from Abdi 2020 Abdi. um, If you need his information, please write into me or I'll put it on the, on the podcast, but then we're going to go into a level of a period of peace after 2027, he says, and I have to say he hasn't been wrong and I see it. Everything, everything that's happening is exactly how that's manifesting. And it's also from the Bible. In Genesis, the parts of the Bible are replaying out. Stories all replay their, themselves. And so in Genesis, I believe that there were seven years of plague after the seven years of peace. I can't remember. But right now we're going to go through seven years of plague. And then we'll go through seven years of peace because anytime there's that level of chaos. But we all have to look at how we create our own chaos. And so what happens when we're going through an awakening process is we project it is somebody else for everything. 
And that's part of the stages of alchemy, which I talked about in the original womb. But part of it is it can be very harsh projection or it can be very soft, depending on how fast you're awakening. And so projections can be like, uh, I always use the one of the dating because that's what I was working through for two years and not so much now, but um, I projected on the male that it was the male. It was never the male. It's my original wound, my, my programming from childhood of being very hurt by the male projecting onto the male. So then we do it with all of these thoughts that are creating the chaos, which is the, men, the mental mind. Because when we're in the heart, we're going to be in the peace. Does this make sense? We're going to be in peace and none of it's going to matter. Right. And so there's ways that we can solve all that, which is as simple as stopping, right? So for you, what is a hundred more dollars going to do to you guys to, to have somebody come clean your house more? Right. Not much. much. It's going to solve both of your time together. It's, it's like, that's, an, that's something. If you leave this meeting with me and you hire someone to come into your house for the rest of the winter and just see if it changes, but then see how you transfer the chaos into something different. And so that's how, that's how you manage like where your chaotic mind is going and you have to manage your thoughts because we're so unconscious of our thoughts. We don't realize that the thoughts are what are creating the pain. Right. And, and it's like, cause we don't really want to look at it. And so I like Kundalini cause you're not all up in your thoughts. It just does the work for you. Like my teacher, one of my greatest teachers from years ago said, just do Kundalini and all of your crap will drop. And I was like, impossible. There's so much to drop. Right. It was that along with the alchemical process, along with the Sophia code, along with, you know, meeting teachers along the way, once I'm on the awakening path, that peop- it was really heavy for me to let go of things at a really rapid pace, right? Right. But if you're doing it slowly and you don't have, you know, you, you don't have the the fire underneath you, but this the situation that's happening on the planet is the fire. Right. So you need the element fire to burn through things and you need it to move through things, but we don't have to have it be painful for seven years unless we choose. So tell me what other thoughts are are creating that chaos in your life. Um so if we're talking about like fears, like when you were saying your friends, you know, are asking like, oh, should I move here? Should I go here or there? Like just with all the fires in California, that totally came up for me and I recognized it and I let it go. I was like, where should we move? We need to get out of California. This is going to be horrible. Um, so that's just, you know, me acting out of fear, like somewhere else is going to be better. And I, we just really need to I mean, stay here. It doesn't matter. Right. And that's what fire does. So if we honor the element fire, so this is what all my work is about honoring the elements. So the elements are within us and they're without us. And any element that's out of control in nature, which is like representing of the human body, which I've talked about in my books, and it's going to be even deeper in my next book, The Original Wound. But any of these elements that are completely out of control in nature are out of control within us. Right. Because we're a representation of nature and fire out of control creates massive chaos. It's the fastest thing to awaken. So you have to be, you have to be like when I worked with my teacher, Celestine Starr, and she taught me how to manage the elements. Fire is always the, the last. It took me three years to get to fire. So like I had to understand how to go deeply into these dimensional fields and, and manage fire within humans and manage fire within the elements. So then you can work with the element with honor. And she told me a story of a man that she just, he got really, really, he was in the meditation with her and he, he lit on fire. He touched fire and he, got, he lit on fire because he didn't honor it. 
Mm-hmm. And when I, and I, one time I didn't honor the space. This is, this is, will make sense, but I didn't honor this. Like I went into a, I was with my ex-husband and my kids. And I think I told you the story, but I went into a sacred well in England and I went right for the altar and I didn't ask for permission. Mm-hmm. I didn't honor what was happening in my region. And I didn't like, I didn't ask for permission to enter. So one of the, a really, really important thing when we're doing sacred work or we're on the planet and, 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 and anything, uh, man, manifestations are very high right now. So because no one's really, just to go back to this, no one's really manifesting because everyone's in complete chaos. So anything I'm calling in right now is coming really quick because no one's focused. Right. So I've gotten a house, a car, I wrote a book. I've done all these different things. I mean, it's been intense for me, but what, if you get off of the chaos and you're in that present moment and, and you're in the heart, you can create whatever you want right now. And so the people that are, anyway... But we have to honor that. We have to honor what's happening. We have to honor the fires that are going around. So when that time I didn't honor it, I, I reached for the altar mm-hmm. and my dress lit on fire. And it lit on fire all the way around me. And my whole dress, my underwear was showing from the back. I did not burn. I mean, it was not a little fire. It ripped up my whole skirt. And I, and Austin, or I shouldn't say his name, but my ex-husband looked at me and and my and my kids looked at me and then something pushed me in the well. And I would, something pushed me in the well. I fell into this well, it wasn't a well, but it was like a sacred pool of water. And I was like soaking wet and I came out and Austin's like, what was that? And I went home to my teacher who was there in England with me. And I said, you know, I just got lit on fire. And, and I came out my underwear. I had, I had to tie a shirt around my butt because my underwear was showing. And I was like in a field with my kids playing. It was so magical. It was in a place called Avalon in Glastonbury, England. So it's always a magical place. So anything that happens there is like not an accident. She goes, you didn't honor the space. And so in California, if you're nervous, like I've also heard stories about people crystal gridding their land and they crystal gridded their land. And there's the only land that didn't light on fire. And, and I'm not saying like stay in a fire if there's a fire coming, but there's things that you can do for your body, mind, and soul and spirit. So these things don't affect you. And like right now, there's specific mantras for protection that everybody needs to be doing constantly because of the level of mind control, because of the level of fear that's going to, the fire makes you want to move. It makes you want right. to run. It makes you put you in fight or flight, even though it's not like you to do that, right? Right. Right. So tell me what you're thinking. Reflect back to me and tell me where to go next. I mean, I know where to go, but I want to know what you're feeling. Hmm. I mean, I think this is all really good. I... I don't know. I just want to be able to like, yeah, just work through this and, you know, do, you know, the work to get to, uh, you know, to let these things go. I just want them lifted out of me. So I that never happens. No, um, unless you're like, the fire will help lift them out faster to get to peace, but then you'll move to something different. It'll be something else. And then it's something higher and something higher. It's always new. And you're yeah. never perfect because you're on earth and that's what you came here to do. Yeah. Um, but the really basic way to start is to just monitor where your thoughts are during the day. If you right. even be, and the only way to do that is to drop deeper into your body. And so then why I started it with, where do you feel it? Is because most of us are in our head and we're not in our bodies. And the only way to get, because we cannot get out of the thoughts of our head until we're in our bodies, which is a more grounded state. Mm-hmm. 
And so people that are telling me that they want to move all over, I've been there. Man, I was in fire. I would live, I live, I've stopped, I was all over the world. I was nutty. But each of the elements made me do all that moving and stuff to process things really quickly. I, I knew what I was in when I was in each one. I said, oh my God, I'm in the wind element. The wind element was moving me every two weeks. You know, I was moving quickly. The fire element. I was staying, but like, it was, it was just intensity, right? The water element is the grief. So as humanity is going to move through this really big fire element, and then we're going to move into grief. And so back to my aunt who got the lung cancer, I mean, she didn't manage her grief. She was, she stayed in the thought process and the negativity and, and, and then she stayed in it, right? She stayed in the gunk of it, but didn't really work through it while in it. Right. And then her grief got, got combusted within. She never screamed as loud as she should have. And so she, she got cancer because she stayed and she died, which was her way out. And she'll have to work through it probably in her next lifetime because she didn't choose to change to change or to, I don't know if that's true for her. I'm not speaking for her. I love her to death. I don't know. I miss her, but I can't, you know, like I know that, that, you know, the lungs are for, are the organ of grief. So people who smoke are covering that up. Does this make sense? Yeah. No, it does. See how like, so when anybody's ever angry or they're really mad, they're really just sad. Like there's really just a deep sadness. Like when I felt incredible anger, I remember my teacher looking at me and said, what are you so angry about? And it's like, I'm going through a divorce. And I just started crying in front of her because she allowed the space to quickly move into the depth of the pain. And so if anyone's out there feeling anger with their thoughts or, or it, anger, it's really grief. And so it's like sitting in it, but not allowing it to take over. So I don't believe we should sit in our trauma and talk about it. I do not believe in um because that's exactly what this mind control mechanism wants us to do they're like can't we play it out let's let's talk about it let's um let's go into the control thing of it but it's like it's almost like observing how you recreate it and so the pattern is is you find the original wound from the, the childhood that is multiple patterns, like a belief system, um, some sort of a pattern that constantly plays out in your thoughts. So what would that be for you? So yours is the controlling of different things, like the body, the house. Yeah. I think from fear, I think my mom like lives in that way. Like, you know, always, you know, worried about things and afraid of things like the same way, like maybe losing you know, money related issues or things like that. And then also I think with her, you know, I mean, I love my parents. I didn't have like big trauma or anything like that, but I think throughout my life and through my mom's life, just the, you're not, not, you're not good enough, but just, you know, like didn't want me to go away to college. Didn't want me to, you know, I wanted to be a doctor. I don't think you should do that that kind of thing. You should be a nurse. You should do this. You should stay close to home. Not like you can do anything, you know, you want, you can do anything in the world. I didn't have that growing up. It was actually the opposite. Um, I think my grandma, it was the same way to my mom. Like, you know, she wanted her to always stay close to home and family's the most important thing. And I need you kind of thing. Like, you know, don't leave me. That's kind of how 
I think my mom was raised and I think that's how she raised us too. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of why I have a problem speaking up and using my voice because I didn't have that. And unprogramming it is massive and changing it is difficult, but it is possible. And you can have more than one original wound and you can work through many in your life. Um, so that's one of your original wounds that you're working through right now. And then what's going to ha- what happens is that original wound, it, as, the, as the fear comes up in society, it's going to get played out. So the virus may not scare you, right? So, but anything else that is the fear-based trauma thing that keeps us in the past, which if we're trying to get to a new age, if we're trying to move into the age, like a, a more enlightened age where we're in our heart, Mm-hmm. The, the best way to, to stop that from happening is getting trauma, stuck in trauma. Right. Because it, 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 people can't move forward. They get stuck in this child. You have to raise the little children within you. You have to go to the little child of innocence, right? You have to get to that age. And so this is, it's way too much to do. It's, it's my whole body of work. It's, it's everything, all my books into, you know, into one. And the original wound will be out by the end of this year. And it's the best book. I, I can't even think. I don't even know how it poured through through me. It's it's one of the best pieces I've ever read. Um, I hope it helps people. Like it, I know it will. But what you have, like, you have to first identify the the trauma based programming. Right? Don't get into it. You manage how the the thoughts come up during the day of mm-hmm. what is creating that. Right. So, like yours is like control. You know, control around the home. Right. So then you see how the pattern plays out within your life and, and then the recognition of how, so then that's how the, this is when the, the phases come in of alchemy. Okay. Alchemy is happening in around the universe, just like the elements are always working. Mm-hmm. Alchemy is always working. So alchem- the alchemical process is an ancient spiritual technology that was brought to the planet from Egypt. It's just like, having arms and legs. It's like having the, the elements, fire, earth, air, ether, water. It is impossible not to be created. So it's the creation process. It's the rebirth thing. It's how we're created into form. I believe it's a part of it. So the fire element has to occur. Then you go into the water, but each of these phases in the, in the process of psychological, like changing yourself is first, you have to see, you have to have the fire to see how, I mean, I hate to say the word fucked up, it is. You have to, you have to get out of ignorance and getting out of ignorance is one of the most painful, horrible things you can go through because then you have to be like, I did this. I'm creating my own misery. I'm, I'm upsetting myself. My mom's not doing it. The government's not doing it. Um, whatever, all these things, the boyfriend I'm dating is not causing my pain. I'm doing it. I'm doing it to myself with my thoughts. And it's really painful. So chaos has to occur for that to first happen. Then we go into the dissolution phase. And dissolution phase is the grief that we hold around the pain that we had, we had to go through in our life. So this is when the drama and the trauma really, 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 really comes up. And this is, I mean, this, most people don't get, pa- so alchemy is always happening. And sometimes it's happening um, very Soft. It's always happening. So sometimes you don't notice it's happening. But when you start to become an alchemist, 
you, and, and you want to go through the awakening process faster, which is what the universe is doing right now with this so-called virus, it's creating a faster awakening. Mm-hmm. And so there's the negative and positive. There's always polarity on this planet. So if there's a darker force creating this, they're still going to have that, that light force can still absolutely come true, come through and pro- and most likely hundred percent, hopefully will to change the planet because it just makes everybody awaken faster. You just put fire under the gear, right? So this process is all normal, but the dissolution phase is like, I can't believe how fucked up it is. And then you have to cry about it. So then you may go into the memories of where the child was, you know, maybe significantly hurt or you have to see, you have to see the way your mom treated you. And then she, but then you eventually have compassion for her because she didn't know any better. Right. So you actually have, so a lot of us, what we do is we block off those memories. We block off the original wound. We block off the, the thing about it. And then that's why it gets passed on generation after generation because nobody ever went into it. Everybody just went into trauma and they, and they get um, static or jolted or they just keep repeating it. So you have a choice right now of not repeating whatever that was. So if you can raise your children to be able to go around the whole, like no one in my family traveled, no one in my family like got college degrees at degrees like I did. No one would think that you could live in New York city like the things I'm doing are just, I break, it's like every time I break a glass, I break another glass, I break another glass, I break another glass. And it's so hard. Like this is just, it's just as hard as, um, it's as hard to sit in it and it's as hard to do it. But that's, that's earth. Like it doesn't, you just get more peaceful with it. There's less chaos to it. It's just sort of like, yeah, I could die tomorrow. It's okay. I'm still doing my job. Yeah. So then seeing the patterns from the childhood, right? And so you can do that through these. That's why I love these meditations. And so breaking the tron, these are all in mystical motherhood, the yeah. book. So Jupiter chakra meditation, if you have trauma and you want to get it through it fast, do the Jupiter chakra meditation. Um, that'll break the patterns and make you have your career go off the charts. If you want to break trauma softly and begin to see it, then you can do Kirtan Kriya. Kirtan Kriya is a very, very like low dose of trauma breaking as part of it. And you've been doing that one. Mm-hmm. I have been doing that one. The way to control the, the mind thought so they, that you can't get really hacked and your mind's not constantly um, moving is the addiction meditation. So hard. Oh, so hard. It's so hard. But once you get to do it every day, you won't be able to be stuck in the same thoughts. The Gyan Chakra Meditation, which you can Google as G-Y-A-N, new word chakra, C-H-A-K-R-A, is, is you crossing the top of your head. So if you're crossing your head in the meditation and you're singing a song, you're basically putting a protection around you. Mm-hmm. Another way to stop the, the fear-based thoughts is a, a mantra called Tithai 2, T-H-I, Tithai 2. Um, T I A T H. I can't even spell it because it's so good. Um, I'll put it in the notes. Tithai two is a protection mantra. It's really, really good for that. What a mantra to get you. That was. Huh? What was the one before that one? Gion chakra meditation. So the Gion chakra meditation is done when people are in scarcity. So a, a group of monks did it. I did it years ago and I think I was prepping for this, but a group of monks knew that like something was about to hit the planet. And 
um, the, the guy said, okay, all of us are going to do Gyan Chakra meditation. And then we're going to be able to be prosperous enough to be able to give to everybody when they're in need. Right. And so I did this for, I think I did it for almost two years and I'm in a completely different human. And also for me, each of these meditations do something different, but, um, you, this one for me made me not care about anything that was happening. Yeah. Because I have no control over it all. So when things become out of control, you want to control everything around you. And so everyone's like, I, I call it the original wound, but this another way to say it is like control-based mechanisms is when everything's out of control, like what can I control? Like I can make it cleaner. I can throw out my food. I cannot eat my food. I can pretend that I'm healthy by eating um, spinach all day and call it, you know, breatharian diet. You know, and it's like, we can trick ourselves into all these different things of like, I'm doing something healthy for me, but I can probably find where it, you know, it's, it's some sort of mechanism from the childhood that makes you feel safe in an environment that's out of control. Right. So then you move to the dissolution and then you'll start to see the projections of the thoughts so you have to un, you have to then take what's conscious and unconscious in your in your in your world. So basically, the conscious material and the unconscious material needs to come together and create what is called like a conjunction period. And I'm short. I'm sort of shortening the alchemical process, but so all of this is done on on planet Earth. And then as you move into the higher forms of alchemy, you begin to go up into the higher realms and bring down the knowledge that you receive from the higher realms and actually create a manifestation into form, right? But your mental projections and thoughts need to be pure in order to create something that's really, really sacred and really, really um, from the heart, right? So if our mind, because our mind is creating everything around us and until we recognize that you, there's no humbleness to our life. So anyone who is like upset by their, their world, it's like, my teacher Celestine would always say, well, why are you creating that? And I would be like, I'm not creating it. Da, 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 da. Something else is creating it. It's always you. And it's always the projections of your thoughts. So if your thoughts are impure, if your thoughts are stuck in trauma, if your thoughts are this, that, you're just creating the same experience. Right. And so like until we, you really, understand, it's so simple. It's never the other person. Yes, if, if that other person's in your life and you both are going through an interlock or you're having an experience together, then you both need to learn from each other that you're projecting onto each other or you're creating something together because your projections, you know, that, that, uh, that frequency aligns. But once your frequency changes, then you'll, the people around you will change very rapidly or your environment will naturally change you don't have to jump ship. You don't have to move out of your house in California. It'll just be like, the universe will just be like, now it's time to leave California and you shall leave. And then, and then you're in a new environment because you're changing rapidly. Right. Okay. Thoughts, questions. Um, is this helpful? Yeah, it is helpful. It's very helpful. So tell yeah. me other things that are you're in your thoughts. I mean, I think those are projections. Really I think those are really the main things like, yeah, not scared of the actual virus at all. I'm not scared of like, I don't, 
I'm not really scared of like dying or death or anything like that. But I think for me, it just comes up like, you know, what if we lose like all these material things? I know it's very ego and like, I, I realize that it's like superficial and shallow and all of those things, but you know, that just comes up for me. And I know I'm realizing that all of these things don't matter. I know that um, doesn't make us me who I am in any way, shape or form. So I think just, you know, realizing that I have to surrender these thoughts because I can't control my environment. I know all these things they need to let it go and just, you know, move through it. But, you know, it's like a daily process. It is. And I mean, the pressure. I don't want this for my kids. I don't. So I want to, you know, be able to raise them differently, obviously. So, I mean, in my books is the best way I know how in the level of environment we're in on the planet right now for somebody to change their environment. So it goes back to the things I've set up, like the meditations that I think are, I don't know if they work for other people, but I like them. I don't know anything better. I'm not, I'm not opposed to other things. I think they work quick. Um, even taking one a day, they work for you, right? Um, I know the Sophia code will work for people. But most people can't read it because it makes you, it will work. Yeah. <laughs> and so people are like, oh, I haven't read it yet. It's like sitting on my bedside table. Or somebody told me about that book. And it's like, yeah, the Sophia Code will change your entire life. It's a book from the Ascended Masters that will create sovereignty in every shape and form. And the most powerful, the most powerful thing on our planet right now is sovereignty. And sovereignty means that you have your own thoughts. of the population cannot think their own thoughts. Right. Let's just repeat that. 99% of the population cannot think their own thoughts. They're thinking, they're repeating jabber from the news. They're repeating jabber from their mom. They're talking about what their dad told them. They're talking about what they were told as a little child. They're, they're, they're talking about the virus that they don't even know if it's really had, they don't know anybody who's had it, but yet there's a virus that exists and it hasn't killed any children, but yet we have to separate our children in, in our schools. And the death rate is less than 0.1% or something, but yet we're all so scared of dying and we have to wear masks, but we really don't know what they're doing and why we're wearing them, but we just listen because we don't have sovereignty. Right. Because somebody told us what to do and somebody told us what to think. Right. And that's how you take away power is you make you take it away slowly and you create a fear-based phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And the fastest way to do it is to get to the children. And so if you want to change an entire human race, you go into the children's schools and you program a, a, new, a new human race with that. So if you're trying to create sovereignty in your house, it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what's happening on this planet. The only person you can, and this goes right back to the alchemical process. The only person you can control is you. The only projection you can control is the one that's looking right back in the mirror for you. Anything in your world is projecting something that's happening, right? So in my world, People are, I'm in New York and people are constantly like, oh my God, you must be so scared. Oh my God, it's so frightening there. Like, how has this affected your life? And I'm like, I'm absolutely fine. Like I'm doing really well. Like I'm actually doing probably the best I've ever done. I'm like making like leaps and jumps and so happy because I mean, I had to go through all my junk, but I just went through it a little bit earlier. 
And now I can talk about it from a, a subjective point of view to help you and many others to see that it was all my projections that created my, my, my pain. It was all my own stuff. It wasn't anyone else. Mm-hmm. And now I love my mom. Mm-hmm. I love my dad. They're so great, you know? And it's like all the compassion I have for them because they were just doing what they knew how to do. Right. And so for my children, the best thing I know how to do for them is to create a loving environment in my home to have a lot of joy, to play a lot of mantras. Mm -hmm. I I do a lot of meditations and I don't make them do it, but now they sit down and they do it with me. Like say my little daughter, one of them can sit down for up to two hours and meditate with a group. Wow. Did I ever ask her to do that? No. The other one doesn't want to. I don't care. She doesn't have to. I'm not going to make them do anything because that would be something like your family, right? right? Right. And so they have to decide if they like it or not. Like just like one of my daughters doesn't like me. The other one does. So I'm like, okay, then we'll make you beans. Like I'm not going to push something on her, but I'm also going to make, my only job is to make her safe. Right. Like I say in my books right now, we make them safe and programming them in the womb. We program them. Right. So to solve your basic issues is your mom probably never had a cleaning lady that much. Did she? No. Right there. Eliminate it. And then don't be afraid. So scarcity comes in many forms. I've seen the richest of the rich be the most scarce on the planet, pretty much. I've also seen the poorest of the poor live in complete scarcity, right? (laughs) Scarcity is a vibration. It's it's a thought process. And so you can afford a house cleaner so that you can go hang out and he can stop thinking because he's just going to project your stuff. So you can say, it's my husband. It's not. It's you. You change the whole household and he will change with you. I promise. Yeah. Makes sense. So that, what other things are making you feel scared or upset right now that are super simple that we can fix? I mean, I, I so how I'm, you know, working through things is just kind of like what you said, like being joyful at home, dancing with the kids, not making them like wear, you know, my son wear a mask and we don't talk about the virus. We just kind of are doing our thing. So, I mean, that's kind of how I'm working through that with them. Um, you know, just going outside and being in nature and, um, you know, just being happy and joyful and changing those thoughts when they come up. Right. Um, And how I'm working through not doing what my mom did to me is actually from your book, from Mystical Motherhood, just talking to, I talk to Luke every night and say that thing, it's like a quote from your book that you are, you know, as bright as the sun, brilliant as, I can't remember, brilliant as a rainbow, strong as the wind. And I tell him that every day. Yeah. And if you're worried about the programming the kids are getting, play mantras in your house. Yeah, I do that too. There's nothing else we can do. And right now, like my one of my teachers, Hari Jiwen, explained, like, in, and I know this for sure because in Egypt I understood it, but there's this, the Hathors were one of the first birthers of the planet. So, mm-hmm. so the ancient Egyptians, which are actually from the planet Sirius um, and probably Palladians, I'm not sure, but I know from Sirius A and B, they came down, they brought technology to the planet. So one of the technologies is the Emerald Tablet, which is the alchemical process, right? The, and then the elements and the creation process and, and, these, and like these different things, right? 
And, and one of the ways they created was through sound, which is why in my book, Fertile, I talk about what is consciousness. Well, we're understanding that from love. And so DNA can be reprogrammable, or, you know, we can not turn on certain things and turn on certain, you know, turn on certain genes. And, and we're just learning that we're basically at the level of a two-year-old on this planet. Mm-hmm. So if in the ancient times and in high, with high technology, sound, colors, vibrations, shapes, heart-centered, you know, these, like in, in the higher realms, when the angels create, at least what I, I have seen is they're creating from the level of the heart chakra and they create from the, these basic primal shapes and colors and sounds, and they can create entire worlds based on that. But if you're creating from the level of the mind, it's very, very, very specific. And it's typically, if you're stuck in the trauma and it's not cleared, it's just recreating that. Right. And so if we don't have control over our mind yet, and we're trying to build a new world based in the heart, then the only way to do it is just that I know of is to create a higher sound frequency. So the Hathers were birth based on sounds. I went to the temples and they, I know that they used sound and Mm -hmm. astrology and they built their temples, uh, you know, around the, you know, different star systems and different things. So if we look at your house as a temple, which as I talk about in my books all the time is your house is a temple it may not be aligned with a certain star system, but you can begin to talk with these higher masters. So if you're working through things on earth, you have to ask for help. You have to say, come in and help me. There isn't a moment in time where I don't say to Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene or whoever I'm, I need in that moment, I need your help. So like, for example, because my pattern is I was healing the male, the being around kind of more unavailable men etc. So if I had any man that I was dating, my highest prayer is always protect me. Protect me. And I don't want to see that person. They could come off as like the biggest gentleman in the entire world. This is in the past because it's not a part of my present experience. But um, I would say, take him out. That was my prayer. Take him out like as fast as you hit a, hit a baseball, right? Just knock him out of the field. If I, whenever I would just stop and say that prayer, I'd see a dead bird every time every time within 30 minutes and I'd get a phone call with it up to 10 minutes of, I'm so sorry, but like something came up and I can't meet you tonight. Now, would I get mad? Would my human self get mad? Yeah, of course. I'd be like, you asshole, like you, da, da, da. and I'm like, no, I prayed for that. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be what you want. It's like sometimes when we're creating these higher worlds, it's not necessarily what the ego projection wants. So the ego projection would be like, I just want this to work. I want right. this person to be my person. He, he looks like the person. I want it to work. No, but God knows. And whatever form of whatever you're praying to, it's all one. And so the dead bird that I would see and the phone call I would get mm-hmm. and the knowing I would have was just what I would call in my book, The Original Wound, the one, the one speaking to me. The one is, you know, the journey to getting into the heart, which everything is just a sign, symbol, language of God. And so... I just actually read the book, The Alchemist, uh-huh. Paolo Coelho, and I was like, first time, shit, this is the original wound. Like the little guy in the book, he goes to the pyramids. I just read it this weekend because my friend had given it to me. And I was, I this is how the- I've never read it, but I have it. It's my book, The Original Wound, but mine's a little bit different. But he goes on this journey and he has all these omens and signs along the way that guide him, that lead him um, to his treasure. 
And so he moves into a church, which is like my church, right? He moves into this church and he finds his treasure. He not moves. He finds this church where his treasure's located and he buries his, and it's unbelievable. And he sees a snake along the way. And I saw a snake and his symbols were the birds. And so you can also like work with symbols when you're looking to create more right now. So I always ask like mine right now is the bird. I, you birds just are something do you just does it just come to you and then you pick it yeah it came to me it. and before it wasn't always the bird I don't remember what it was before but but you know when I was first awakening and understanding that it was all talking to me it really scared me I was really frightened I mean this has been happening for 10 years now so like now it's like I'm in constant talk with the universe like I can just say something and the universe will like turn my phone on and talk back to me and I'm like this is really weird yeah but when I first woke up, I mean, I would, I, my nervous system was shaky. Like I would be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's too weird. And it was synchronicity after synchronicity after synchronicity. And I learned that I could turn it off or on. And so I could turn my eighth chakra, which is what I talked about before about the mind control. I could open it or close it and allow like the universe to pour on me. And which is kind of scary or like little drips of like a little bit here to open up a little bit here to open up. And it depends on what your mission is or what you want to do or how fast you want to awaken in this lifetime. Right. So ask for more and you'll be given, you know? Yeah. But just be ready. Right. But it doesn't always come in the form you think it's going to come. Right. Scary. Yeah, like I thought my I thought the original wound, I thought I was looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I was writing a book. It was never about the relationship. It was all about the book I had to write, which was a part of me finding my treasure. So like find a symbol and have the universe speak in that symbol to you. Um allow things to speak. So like for me, I often needed to read it because I needed the knowing of seeing the words. Mm-hmm. you know or maybe it often comes through a phone call through somebody it comes through a podcast you open like I have I would say so many women write me that they're like I turned on your podcast and you did exactly what I needed to hear and that's exactly what I needed and then this and this happened and now I'm awakening like it's not me it's that something came through me in that podcast that said something that then that person needed to find and sometimes I feel like consciousness is so amazing that then whatever you're looking for in that time and space, there's no such thing as time and space. So then you may need some, like I may be saying this for like maybe in 10 minutes to 10, 10 years, somebody else wants to hear it. Right. And that's very true with like Yogi, Yogi Bhajan has it. And that doesn't mean I'm special or anybody special, anybody, everybody, that's how it all works. But per, like with Yogi Bhajan, he did these videos and if you go back into the video and you watch the video 10 times, you'll hear something new every single time. Like you won't ever hear the same thing because you're you know not, I mean? your consciousness changes with each time of listening to it. Right. Okay, yeah, so- that makes sense. I'm what reading a book. I'm reading Eckhart Tolle. Is it Eckhart Tolle's New Earth? And I got it first right before I had Mila or when I was pregnant with Mila. I don't know why I got it. I just looked him up and I was like, yeah, this looks cool. And I read it before I had her. 
and I liked it a lot. And now I'm reading it again. And it's like so much more information that I'm getting from it. And so much more, um, you know, just makes sense. That's crazy. Yeah. That's how fast you've changed. It's so cool. Yeah. Right? Um, and I, I could probably read it again next year and it'll be completely different. Great. And same with your books too. I mean, I've pulled your book out multiple times. That's I've read awesome. it once, read it again. Right. And then yeah. it changes as you change. Right. Because it, I didn't write that. Yeah. It's why my real name's not on it. It's not mine. Yeah. I hope it. I'm excited to read the next one. The next one's. I'll send it to you. Your new one. Really good. I'm really excited. So I also want to say, just to repeat, whatever you're fighting, you'll fight for a long time if you don't just surrender. Surrender it. Yeah. And it's like every day, the pain, the trust of surrender is just, oh my gosh, it's so intense. And then, and, and you'll get tested on your level of surrender. Like, can you trust? Can you trust? Can you let it go? Like, so everyone who's listening, like whatever you're fighting, find it, locate it, see where it lives within you from some sort of past creation, and then do the meditations that are on my website, mysticalmotherhood.com, or I can lead you to a hundred other places to get them. Read, read, Myst, read Mystical Motherhood, read Fertile, read the Sophia Code, um, read Eckhart Tolle, read Byron Katie read these books and then allow the time and space we're in right now just to like be in it and to see the ways that you can easily solve the problem. So for you, a cleaning lady, I mean, doing your meditations every day, despite the heaviness of the, what's making us so tired right now will change. If you don't do it, you're going to be more tired. Right. Because your energy is put into these negative things or into the chaos rather than something right. else and see how you see how your subconscious or your sabotager which is the little kids in within you like to recreate the chaos and everything so like if you have a job and then you get a new job and you just recreate the chaos in that if you have a relationship and you get a new relationship but you just recreate the chaos in that like so you have to see you have to clear the pattern within you and then it won't be recreated in the next thing and so that's why like with this needing to control the environment the, the diction meditation, doing 11 minutes a day, coming back to me in like three months, you'll be an entirely new human. And the Gyan Chakra for you, that would be your next one. Gyan Chakra, because you're going to not have any money problems. Okay. And then the addiction meditation. Okay. I feel like that's what you should do for like a full year or six okay. months. And you're going to be like, holy crap, Charles. Okay. And then some things to think about, like astrologically. Now, I'm not an astrologer, but I do talk to them. And December, the, the, the patterning towards the end of the month of September and October are the same patterns that happened in March. Okay. So it's going to be as heavy, if not heavier, than those times. So if you didn't learn the pattern, then you're going to get it come up again. And either it could be a virus that comes through again, or it could be something, whatever it is, right? We don't care. It's all about you and the level you handle the fire. At the end of the year, December 21st is the level of revolution of the planet. So it wouldn't surprise me if the ballots came in late and Trump gets elected and then the world goes to hell. 
because everyone there's there's a revolution in America occurring that is going to be like anything we've ever seen before. The April up until April 23rd, 2021 has the level of World War III energy. And this all of this has like a um, a collapse of the markets happening, supposedly, and then followed by a collapse of the housing market. And so for everyone who keeps wanting to move around, I'm like, don't. <laughs> it's not going to be any better there. <laughs> Unless you're like, God's like, move. Because it's fear-based. You know, like you have to see the in-touching of like, I think I need to get out of the city because something's gonna about to hit. Or I need to do this. Like you have to get really into like, is this my fear? Is Where is it in my body? What am I feeling? And then get intuitions. I always have said this. It's the first nine to 11 seconds of thought. All the other stuff is just your mind freaking out. So that's why getting up in the morning and creating that morning practice, which I talk about in Mystical Motherhood, is going to create that intuition where you know that it's like, those, those morning times, man, I'll have a thought that I'm like, I don't, it's like, that's when I cultivated my books. That's when I cultivated things and my intuition to know, like, this doesn't feel right. Do I always listen? Most of the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it takes, it's painful. Yeah. Was this helpful? Yeah, it was. 